This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Have you ever heard of Fivish? the lowest of the low, he became a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov for three days. And this is his story. Many years ago, in the town of Mezhibuz, there was a very wealthy Jew who had only one daughter. And when it came time for her to get married, her father went to the local Rosh Hashiva, the head of the yeshiva, and asked for a brilliant student to marry his daughter. And the Rosh Hashiva recommended Reb Fivish, a young, brilliant Talmid Chacham, who was a true mensch. The wealthy man who had learned himself, he spoke with Reb Fivish and was very impressed. And he asked the Rosh Hashiva to make the Shidduch. And he told Reb Fivish that he'll never have to worry about money. He'll be able to spend the rest of his days sitting and learning Torah without any worries whatsoever. Reb Fivish was very happy with this match. And a few months later, the young couple went to live next door to the daughter's parents. And Reb Fivish, he continued studying Torah while his father-in-law managed the business. And Fivish was really a mensch, and everybody in town loved him. And they even started coming to him with their halachic questions and personal problems. And Reb Fivish was always happy to help them out. After a few years, Reb Fivish and his wife had two daughters. But as the years went by, the father-in-law, the businessman, he got older. And running the business wasn't so easy for him. One day, his wife says to him, you know, you're getting old and you don't have the energy you used to have. I know that we made a deal with Fivish that he can sit and learn all the time, but maybe he could spend an hour a day helping with your business. I know that your workers steal from you all the time and you're not able to keep track of everything. And Fivish, he's a very smart young man. I'm sure he could spend an hour a day and make a big difference for you. But the father-in-law, he said, no, I made a deal. I told Fivish when he marries our daughter, he'd never need to worry about money for the rest of his life. We take care of him. But a couple years passed. The father-in-law got even weaker. And one day the daughter comes in and she sees her parents and they seem distressed. And she says, what's going on? The mother says, you know, your father, he's been running this business for many years and he just doesn't have the energy to run it anymore. What do you think about Fivish coming and spending an hour a day helping your father with the business? The daughter said, but don't you know Fivish, he studies day and night. He never wastes a minute. When would he have time to come and work on the business? The mother said, you know, he doesn't have to take over the business. Just come an hour a day. So the daughter, seeing that her parents were really having a difficult time, she went to Fivish and she said, what do you think? He said, you know, your father has been so kind to us and our daughters. I'll come for an hour a day. I'll bring a safer. I'll bring a book and I'll learn. And if something comes up, then something will come up and I'll keep learning. Now, the evil inclination wasn't happy with the state of affairs. And he decided that he was going to get Reb Fivish to leave a life of Torah study. And one day, a business associate of the father-in-law comes into the store. It happened to be at the time that Fivish was sitting there his one hour a day, and he was sitting and learning over a sefer. And this merchant comes in and he says, you all are a bunch of cheaters. I pay you in full every time. And look at what you gave me. You under-delivered. You gave me less than what I paid for. And the father-in-law who was sitting there, he opens up the package and he counts what's in there and he sees it's true. Someone had been stealing the merchandise. 
When Fivish saw this, he understood it was the workers who were stealing money from his father-in-law, and it really made him upset. This was such a kind and honest man, and here these workers were stealing from him? He decided instead of spending an hour a day, he was going to spend two or three hours a day, and he was going to keep an eye on everything that happens in this business so that his father-in-law doesn't get cheated anymore. And at some point, Fivish realized that none of the workers could be trusted, so he fired them all and hired new ones. And he was the one that interviewed them all and made sure they were honest people. And eventually, Fivish got so involved in business affairs that he started taking over the entire business. And then his father-in-law passed away, and the business was left to Fivish. The evil inclination had achieved his first goal, because now Fivish was spending the whole day in the store, and it left him no time to study Torah. He tried to set aside an hour in the morning for davening and another hour at night for davening and for learning. But slowly, he realized that he didn't have the time because the business took up so much of his time. He had to make sure that the money was being collected and that the orders were being sent out properly. And one night, he stayed up really late going over the accounts of the business. And in the morning, he was too tired to daven. So he davened at home instead of davening with a minion. And then eventually, he stopped davening altogether. And then Fivish was given a contract to become the king's agent. And this left him no time for anything. On Shabbos, he still managed to make it to shul. But then, he was so tired from his work, he didn't even make it to shul anymore, and he would just sleep all Shabbos. The evil inclination had won again. And then he became the official supplier of the king. And he was making a ton of money. And he was invited to the prime minister's house in order to sign a big order. And it seemed like the way he was dressed, in this Jewish clothes and with this big unwieldy beard. It wasn't mechubad. It wasn't respectable. And so he decided to trim his beard and wear a more modern suit. And at some point when he was discussing business with the prime minister, the prime minister's wife came in with some refreshments and he didn't want to insult the prime minister. So he asked if the cakes have anything non-kosher in them. And he went over a list of what would be treif. And she said, no, no, everything here is according to what you eat. And so Fivish ate the cakes, even though he didn't know that the woman had actually used non-kosher lard and fats. And so he got used to eating treif, and he got used to not keeping Shabbos, and he got used to not davening and learning, and eventually he became known in his whole community as Fivish, the lowest of the low. He had once been a great Torah scholar, and now he broke all the mitzvot. Many years passed, and it was time for Fivish to marry off his oldest daughter, and he knew that he was a big sinner. But he wanted the best for his daughter. He wanted a Torah scholar and a mensch. He wanted somebody like he once was. But he knew that everyone around him knew his bad reputation and they wouldn't marry off their sons to his daughter. So he took along with him a talisman to fill in and he traveled to Hungary. And there he got to a little village and he sees there's a shul and he goes inside and he sees there's a very sweet looking young student who's sitting and learning Torah all the time. So Fivish decided to go back to Mezhibuz and hire a Shadchan that really struggled to make a living. Gave him a lot of money, he said, go back to Hungary and arrange a shidduch for my daughter with that young man who's sitting in the shul there. And so the shadchan went, and he went straight to the rabbi's house. And he said he was here on business in Hungary, and he asked the rabbi to accept him as a guest, and he paid to be there. And he became friends with the rabbi, and then one day he says, you see that young man who's sitting in shul? And the rabbi said, yeah, that's my son. And the shadchan said, what do you think about me finding a shidduch for him? The rabbi said, well... Everybody wants to marry off my son to their daughter. The only problem is that everyone wants a big dowry. They want a lot of money. And we're so poor, I can't afford it. So the Shadchan said, you know what? I have somebody who has a beautiful daughter and who's very wealthy. He doesn't need any money. On the contrary, 
he'll give you money if you marry your son off to his daughter. So they said okay, and the Shadchan made the Shidduch. It wasn't long before they had the marriage, and the Chatan was brought back home to Fivish's house. He was given the same deal that Fivish was given when he was a young man, that he'd never have to worry about money, and he could sit and learn Torah all the time. But when he came back, Fivish said to him something that really shocked the new Chatan. He said, I want you to know, here in this area of Mejibuz, everybody knows me as Fivish, the low of the low. That's because I transgress all the mitzvot. I even do it in public. And people will tell you, how could you possibly be married to the daughter of such a sinner? It's true that I'm a sinner, but my daughter is not. And I'm going to give you a home, and you won't have anything to do with me. But you have to agree that you're going to stay married to my daughter. Now, if you don't want, you can leave. But if you stay, then you stay married to my daughter. This young man, he didn't know what to do. He just realized that he married the daughter of the lowest of the low, this guy that everyone hated. And all night he thinks, okay, I'm going to divorce my wife. Now, the daughter was a God-fearing woman. And she said to her husband, don't you realize you didn't marry my father? You married me? I hate that he left a life of Torah and mitzvot. We're going to be just fine. We're going to build a family together. And don't worry about my father. He'll leave us alone. And so they were given a beautiful home. And since the new son-in-law was near the Baal Shem Tov, and he heard such great things about the Baal Shem Tov, he decided to go and study there. And eventually, he became a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov. Two years later, Reb Fivish's second daughter was of marriageable age. And he said, well, now everybody in Hungary knows that I'm the worst of the worst. So he decided to go to Russia. And he does the same thing with the Shadchan. He goes and he finds a, a beautiful, sweet young man who sits and learns Torah all the time. And he tells the Shadchan, go and make the Shadach for me. And so the Shadchan comes and he finds the rabbi. Now the rabbi in that town in Russia, he was a great tzaddik. And he actually had holy vision. And when he saw the Shadchan and he heard about the Shadach, he said, I want to meet Reb Fivish for myself. And so Fivish went and traveled to Russia. And as soon as the rabbi saw him, he said, Fivish, I know exactly what kind of man you are. And all of your transgressions have been revealed to me. However, I'm going to go through with the Shidduch because it was told to me in heaven that this was a match made in heaven. So Fivish was very happy. And after the wedding was over, the rabbi, the father of the Chatan, who had his holy vision, he turns to Fivish and he says, Listen, you married off your two daughters to two real menches. Now, when are you going to do tshuva? When is the day that you, Reb Fivish, are going to do tshuva? And so Fivish said, it's not time yet. And the rabbi said, knew when? He said, if only I knew when I was going to die, then I'll do tshuva three days before my death. And the rabbi said, you promise? And he leans over and holds Reb Fivish's hand. And Reb Fivish said, if I can know three days before I die that I'm going to die, then I promise to do tshuva. And so many years passed, and the father of the second son-in-law, the great Tzaddik, he passed away. But Fivish, who was the biggest sinner in the world, he kept living on and on. And then one Shabbos, he came home from a wild party, eating treif and drinking non-kosher wine, and he threw himself on the bed. And suddenly he sees the door of his room open up, and a man dressed all in white comes in, and Fivish is shocked to see that it's the father of his second son-in-law, the tzaddik. And he said, I've come from Shemayim to remind you of the promise that you made at your daughter's wedding. In three days, you're going to die. Start doing tshuva. And the rabbi disappeared, and Fivish sat up, and he started going crazy. He said, for 30 years, I've done every transgression, and now I have only three days to do tshuva. The two sons-in-law came in, 
Now these two sons-in-law were real menches. And five, as she turns to them, he said, what am I supposed to do? And at this point, the two sons-in-law had both become chassidim of the Baal Shem Tov. So they said, come with us right now. We're going to the Baal Shem Tov. If anyone can help you, it's him. And so they quickly went to the Baal Shem Tov. And even though it was after midnight, as soon as they walked into the Beit Midrash, the Baal Shem Tov said, Fivish is here. Now Fivish had never met the Baal Shem Tov in his entire life. And he threw himself down at the Baal Shem Tov's feet and he starts crying and he says, I did everything wrong. Rebbe, please, you have to help me. In three days, I'm going to leave this world. And the Baal Shem Tov said, don't worry, Fivish. There's still time. For the next three days, you're going to fast and you're going to spend the entire time davening and learning for the next three days. And anytime somebody comes into the shul here, you're going to throw yourself on the floor and you're going to say, I'm Fivish, who's done all the transgressions of the Torah. I regret it all. And I accept upon myself that I'm going to do tshuva as the Baal Shem Tov taught me. And Fivish, she said, that's all I have to do? How can I do tshuva for 30 years of seriously sinning? The Baal Shem Tov said, just do as I said and everything will be fine. And so Fivish went to the Beit Midrash and he was saying to Hillam all day and night and he was davening and learning whenever he could. And anytime somebody came into the shul, Fivish would run over to them and say, I'm Fivish, the biggest sinner. I've done all the transgressions of the Torah. I regret everything. And I'm trying to do tshuva, as the Baal Shem Tov said. Well, the evil inclination would spend 30 years helping Fivish go further and further from the path of Torah. 30 years was so upset to see this. It's not fair. This is 30 years of hard work that the evil inclination had done. And in heaven, there was a big ruckus. What's going on here? Can Fivish do tshuva in three days after 30 years of transgressing? And so it was decided in heaven that if the evil inclination could get Fivish to eat a little bit of treif again, then his tshuva would not be accepted. And on Tuesday afternoon, Fivish is in the Beit Midrash, and somebody walks in looking very distinguished, dressed in a beautiful suit, and Fivish runs over and throws himself at his feet and says his usual thing. And the stranger says, what kind of silly behavior is this for a grown man? What are you doing? And Fivish said that this is what the Baal Shem Tov told them to do. And the man said, come on, let's learn a little bit. And so they sat and they learned a little Gemara. In the meantime, there was a minion for Mincha. And Fivish was on the third day of fasting. And he knew it was his last day on this earth. And he couldn't even get up to go Davin Mincha. But he knew that he had to. And the stranger who was learning with him, he said, Ah, Fivish, you know, you're so weak. Why don't I give you something to eat? And he gave him a piece of bread. And he said, Why don't you eat this? And then he noticed on top of the bread was a little drop of candle wax, which was made from animal fats, from non-kosher animals. And Fivish shouted, I would never touch that treif. What are you talking about? Oh, come on, the distinguished Jew said. You're about to starve. You have no energy. Come on, eat something. And so the stranger took Fivish to the sink, but there was no water coming out of the sink. And then he took Fivish to the mikveh, because for sure there was going to be water in the mikveh. And Fivish, who had no energy left, he said, get away from me. I would never eat bread without washing first, and for sure I would never eat treif. And he jumped into the mikveh, even though there was no water in the mikveh. And as he's falling down into the mikveh, the Baal Shem Tov's hands grab him by his shoulder, and he hears the Baal Shem Tov's voice. The Baal Shem Tov says, Fivish, this is the misiut nefesh that we hoped you would do. You've finally done tshuva, Fivish. You did it. Now rest in peace. And so Fivish was buried 
with Kever Yisrael in the most kosher way. And the Baal Shem Tov was there. And the sons-in-law were there to all say Kaddish for Fivish, who was a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov for only three days. But within those three days, Fivish, the lowest of the low, became Fivish, the highest of the high. Nine, 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 nine,